Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Alex Hogue. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, today we got one of our favorite returning guests uh, from King of the Streets, All Truck Challenge, UCC 2022, UCC 2023. We got Robbie fucking Garcia. Robbie, how the hell are you? I am doing fucking great, my friends. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for taking out some time and being on the show today. Uh, Robbie, you, you've you've been on the show before. We've, we've talked to you in the past, getting ready for some of these events and talking about going to some of these events. But just in case somebody's been living under a rock, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the history of your truck? How did you start with it and what is it now? Man, so I started with it just being my big lifted roofing truck that I sold a bunch of roofs out of. To uh, to a breaking down, you know. Then 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 I deleted it. Then I did a trans, and then le- that led to doing some turbos, and that led to to some more stuff. We did some fuel, and you know, it was just one of those deals that trickled down. And uh, I thought I had something fast, and I was making a post on the page one day on the Fire Fun page, and it was funny because Josh McCormick hurt my feelings. <laughs> he, <laughs> He's like, that's not fast. And, you know, at the time, I didn't really know what fast and a lot of power was. You know, I was thinking around 1,100 was a lot of power at that time, but times definitely changed. Uh, man, Josh is one of my really good buddies now. He's funny. He cracks me up. I always laugh about that moment. But after that, that's what really uh, geared me up. I was like, okay, I'm going to show him. So I went through a cage in my truck. And, you know, my first event, I was at the King of the Streets in 20. And I was drag racing down the strip on 37s. Uh, you know, it's cool that that big truck, even on 37s, I think we ran a 770 um, at, at that time, which, you know, that's my first time down the track. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, 770 um, in a but, lifted truck with 37 inch tires is, is moving. <laughs> God, I was listening yeah, to our it, old it, episode. Did you say this thing used to weigh 9,000 pounds when you were racing it then? Yes. Yes, yes. So when I drove up on the scales to, for the sled pull, I didn't do any changes. I've been running this truck all day the same. And my truck was 9,000 pounds, right, on the money. And I didn't add any weight. I didn't do nothing. I had a big ranch hand bumper, lift. You know, it was just big and huge. But that day has, uh, has been long since then. You know, we are looking at a completely different truck. We have uh, taken the lift off. We've dropped it four length of front, the rear. No more cattle guard. Got the cow induction fiberglass hood. Um, it looks it looks mean sitting on the ground. I, I love the look. Um, we got some custom JTXs with the RKG floaters that I was super proud of. We ran those for the first time at the dyno on UCC. That's going to be my uh, my street dyno tire setup. But, man, there's been a lot of changes, especially even in the last year. I mean, heck, this year has been one hell of a year. I've made two dyno hits, one sled pull, and five passes down the track, and I've been through three motors this year. (laughs) That's more than shoes I've bought this year. <laughs> it's it's you know so you know world world is next weekend it's right here next to where i live in ennis i live in fort worth i'm gonna be there but unfortunately i won't be racing uh finally pulled the trigger we we're going with an enforcer deck plate 
uh, motor. Unfortunately, it won't be here and ready before Worlds. We're not going to get it till probably the second week of October, which puts us in super crunch time because we will be at the Ultra Challenge in November. But after we get the new deck played in, you know, we got to make some modifications. We got to do new piping because everything changes. You know, so maybe one day I'll be prepared for an event where I'll have it all tested and tuned before I get there. Probably but, not. I mean, really, it's been, it's really been that way since since I started racing. I mean, I'm never on the same setup. Things are always changing. We're always pushing the limits on what we can do. You know, we go through an event. We learn so much. We go through so many parts. And we're like, cool, we're going to come back and we're going to do it better. I mean, this year's been a pretty pretty amazing year. Um, we, you know, I broke the 2,000 horsepower threshold. I think I hit um, 20, 20, 2140 or 2240 uh, three on, on Firepunk's dyno this year. Um, it was cool. I was the... Uh, I was the top of this year, and I was the third all-time biggest pool on that dyno. Uh, Justin Ziegler was the one who made all the other pools. So there's only one guy. So I'm going to say there's only one guy that's done it besides me. But now you got Logan Eppelin, who just decided to do an enormous pool. And I think he pulled about 50 more ponies than what I did. So he's got the number one spot. But we've – man, we've, uh, we've made more changes since then. We did the uh, – we did the 8.5, the 8.5 cage started um, from Firepunk since then. We've done a lot more nitrous. We've grown, we have enough nitrous to send that motherfucker to the moon. Um, <laughs> we went from, we used to have a 472 on the T4 on the manifold. We now have a S480 T6 on the manifold with the Garrett G55 uh, 106 atmosphere. Um, spool jets. Uh, you know, I finally took out the uh, I finally took out the Laramie Longhorn seats uh, and put in some 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 nice uh, racing seats. You know, make it a little lighter, give it the look. I think last year at UCC, since I had a roll cage in there, but I still had stock seats in the stock seat belt. The uh, the uh, the uh, inspector guys almost didn't let me race because I didn't have a five-point harness. And uh, only for the simple fact, they said I did modifications to the chassis, which I did no modifications to the, to the seat or the seat belt. They wanted me to have that. But anyways, with, uh, with Greg A. and LeVon, they came together and I, I raced last year, but I made that change this year, so they wouldn't find me on it again. Um, and we're just doing things, you know, if I can, to lighten up the truck. This year at UCC, we ran it with the steel bedsides. I think we were right at uh, 7,100 pounds with the steel bed. And with the fiberglass bed sides, we're at 6,500. Wow. All the way down to 6,500. You shed 2,500 pounds in two years. A long cry from 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's been, it's been a world of changes. We still have yet to put down a full pass on this truck, giving it all the distance down the track. I think still the fastest I ran. I think I ran a uh, a six two at uh, a UCC. Again, we were testing and tuning. That was just bad news. So when I first get there, I have a brand new motor, brand new trans. Both of them were both of them were fresh. Okay, and this is the first pass at UCC. I did not realize that when we were starting it up, 
that the red light on my on my anteater was going off. I didn't even bother to look at it, but it was flashing red, meaning the trans was not communicating with the truck. I didn't even see it, didn't recognize it. I've never even seen it before, so it didn't register. So, you know, we're just pulling up, and, dude, I leave, and it felt like it was so soft. And then I felt the char- the chargers just come on top of it. And I'm like, man, this thing's not shifting, but I'm not at my rev limiter. I don't know what's going on, but I'm one of those people who just say fuck it and send it. And I sent it, but I sent it. I sent it. I sent it in third gear all the way down the track. Oh. Um. Yeah. So the trans was not happy at UCC on that day. Uh, the the torque converter was definitely pissed. Um, but you know, we it's track day and we're trying to give it the most and we're trying to get everything dialed in. So then on this one pass, I think I'm two or three passes deep. Um, I decide to, we're like, okay, let's just turn on the nitrous and see if we can get, you know, we knew we were having trans problems. We just didn't know the extent of it. So we decided to give it the nitrous and just see if we can get a good pass in, um, before this trans is on its last leg. And we did, but. I could definitely tell that the torque converter was locking up and letting go, and I should have let out, but I said, fuck it, I need a good time. So I kept it all the way down. Not only did uh, we go through a trance at that moment, we went through, uh, we blew through the rings, cracked the block on that motor, that motor was shot. But here's the crazy thing is, this was one hell of a night, so... We get we, we get the uh, we get the backup motor. I mean the backup trans because all we think is the trans at this moment, and we replace the trans with night. Well, didn't realize we picked up the wrong torque converter when picking up the new trans, and so then that thing wasn't working. They worked on it all night and said, "Fuck it, we'll get back to it." You know, they stopped at like four in the morning. We get back to it. We're working on like eight at night. We've got the dyno, you know, the on Saturday at UCC. And we finally get the trans, you know, all situated. And then we realize that we have more of a problem than just the trans. There's something wrong with this motor. It doesn't have compression. So it is literally 11, 11.15 on Saturday. And we're scheduled to go on the dyno about 5 to 6 p.m. And we're like, guys, we need to rip this fucking motor out and put the backup motor in there. And sure enough, dude, my team was so great. They ripped that whole motor out, got it back in. We were on the dyno at six fifteen. The last, you know, thank God, thank God for cutting it close. The reason why we made it is because, dude, there is such awesome camaraderie. You know, when it comes to the sport, there's guys like yeah, I think Logan helped me out, Greg A helped me out. You know, because on there, uh, Josh McCormick helped me out. Instead of just going up there and doing a big dyno rip on their time. They ran the clock out to the full 30 minutes for me because they were just going to get up and do one pool and get down, which would have taken you know, five, 10 minutes. And then I wouldn't have made it. So, you know, with those guys being awesome, they drug the clock out. I was able to get up on the dyno. I didn't do it. So I brought a backup motor because I, I knew when I put the big jets in Mac, saying going over 2000, I go through a motor. So I was planning on changing the motor out after the <laughs> dyno day and spraying big numbers. That's why I brought the backup motor. But now I had to put a backup motor in to make the dyno. So we put the small we put the small jets in there. We put two 136 jets in there, which is about 300 horses of uh, nitrous. 
and uh, we pulled up on the dyno. We it was awesome because I had my my JTX Forge wheels that I just got. They're so badass. They had the RKG floaters. Pulled up on the dyno. We made one one pull. We we spit out a little over eighteen hundred horses. I was cool with that. That was a that was a decent. That was a great number for what I was gonna do, and not break anything because we still had the sled pull the next day. So, and and the sled the sled pull day was great though. Uh, I think I was one of the last ones there uh, that, that that it was in line. But there was this crown and the uh, crown in the track, and everybody everybody was telling me about it, and I just didn't know what they were talking about or what to do. And my nitrous is on a controller on the pedal. Well, anyways, used to in my old T4 setup, my charger would spool quick. Well, with my new chargers on the T6 setup, they don't spool as quick as they used to. So my setup's different. I haven't sled pulled in that setup. Well, I started bouncing on the sled pull uh, when I was going down the track. So I let out of the pedal and back in and out on the pedal and back in. Well, sure enough, I didn't have enough EGTs at the time or it just nitrous was going there was no combustion pistons are going and then boom the truck blows up i still made an amazing pool though i think i made number five or six pool uh of the day i think i got like three three hundred and five feet something like that can't really remember exactly but you know i not only have the most badass picture uh from that from amy gilbert john gilbert's wife was down there taking some shots and it was and I had to buy this one from her. I, I blew it up, put it on the wall in my office. You know, the truck catching fire. It was. An, it, I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just look at it and say that is the, probably the most expensive picture I'll ever look at. <laughs> going through that motor. <laughs> you know, if uh, you if know, a monkey like, fucking a football could be graceful, I think that's what I would describe your event at UCC like. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it was violent. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. So, Robbie, what did you ultimately end up placing at UCC? Uh, I placed uh, number seven or eight. That's still not bad. Which one. I'll have to look. No, so we had 20 trucks enter, 15 trucks ended, or made it to the end, and I placed number seven. Dude, each one of the, I'm happy. Each one of these big events that I do, I'm always moving up from where I used to. Last year, I was, you know, number fifth. I, I was number fifteen out of, you know, twenty trucks made it last year. Fifteen trucks ended the event, and I was number fifteen, so I was last. So I made it up the totem pole this year. Um, you jumped up the totem pole. That's a that's a yeah. huge lift. You didn't crawl your way up. That that's a huge yeah. jump. And it was pretty cool because I, I, you know, I placed second at uh, ATC last year, and I was just, you know, I was on a new setup, just trying to make it through the event. I had no idea that I'd been placing. I've been doing decent the whole event. I just didn't add it up. That holy shit, I made number two. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, and I actually got some money out of. It. I won some money out of that one, and, and it was so great because I got this check in the mail, and my wife was like, "What's this?" I was like, "Oh, I think I won some money for racing." She's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Finally, <laughs> you know, it was five grand, it, you know, it's it dropping the hat from what's actually spent, you know, in the sport, but it was still cool to say, yeah, I finally won some money and a fucking trophy. I mean, that makes mm. you a professional truck driver. Like, like you are now I a professional so. automotive competitor. 
I'd think so. If Josh McCormick would sit down, maybe maybe someone else could get first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, he needs to re- he needs to retire soon. Is all I can say. That's it. Yeah. Well, he's an old guy now, right? In the sport. I mean, he's over twenty five. So, <laughs> um, Robbie, can you can you walk our listeners through your your very first event? If I remember correctly, was all truck challenger or king of the streets it was back then is yeah. that right yeah king of the king of the streets 2020 was my first event it was 2020 COVID. at three yes. years first event yes to competing and landing in seventh place at ucc the absolute top echelon of diesel performance competition what do you think are some of the biggest lessons you've learned over these three insane years you've had with trucks um if if you ever go big, just do it big the first time and quit quit baby stepping. Don't be a Saves bitch. a lot of money. Do it all up front. Exactly. Do it all up front. You're going to spend the money. Spend the money all up front. Save yourself the long run of headaches. And then break <laughs> everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay, racing, dyno, sled pulling. What's your favorite? Ooh, man, I love drag racing. It's it's so much fun. Now, um, you like the heads-up drag racing, or you like just running down a track by yourself? Okay. Like, what about drag racing really okay. kind of gets you excited? So, man, the reaction time at the tree, the jump, that's always cool. And it's always cool because I like seeing videos of me not doing well taking off and then my truck just catching up you know spoiled, my charges will pick up like mid-track and the truck will just go fucking crazy and that's always cool to watch but um this year at texas truck jam i made it there but i didn't get to compete at the truck jam because i blew it up the night before in cash days um, <laughs> cash? i'm starting to see a pattern here <laughs> what so, happened to cash days so again, this was the first time I'd ever touched this new T T six setup, and Cody, you know the the dude the dude who owns the shop here 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 locally uh, at Bare Knuckles, we were talking about it. We we're like, man, if it takes off, stop. Just grab that kit of nitrous, and that's so that's all we were thinking. We were thinking anything else. Hey, if it takes off, soft, we're gonna grab this kit and we're just gonna fucking scoop. Well, sure enough, man. Like uh, my uh, I couldn't. My for some reason, right when I got up to the line, my uh, my dash wasn't working where I could where I could read my boost. So I was trying to just go off the ear, go off and telling it, but I could not get this thing to spool or shit. Anyways, you know the flashlight hit to go, and I said, "Fuck it, dude!" I let off the brake, I put it to the floor, and it was just sluggish, and it was sluggish. And I was watching this this truck. That should have nowhere even business being in the vicinity of me, just like start pulling on me. And I just, I saw this nitrous button, so I grabbed it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and dude, the sound of the chargers and everything coming alive were incredible. The way this truck moved was incredible. It was, it was gnarly and made the best pass and pull. But sure enough, we, we were too low boost when I grabbed it and cracked the block. Uh, we probably dumped about five <laughs> gallons of water out of the turbo. <laughs> oh my so, god! So you know, we we were. I was thinking about draining it, and running it dry, but I don't want to do all that. So we just you know sat through then and out, and, you know, just spectated. But anyways, 
So cash days. Um, I'm really interested in doing some more of that too. Cash days. Okay. No you you like the yes. no prep that no prep lifestyle. That's still big down in Texas, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They have uh, quite a few that you know goes on here, and the good thing is, is like you know down here. It does, that kind of scene when truck really isn't kind of known, I guess you could say, you know. So I want to fuck with some people once I'm running right. They're like, oh, this big ass truck. Okay, let's go. Do you know you I know, was just hammered down the business? I was just out at a car show last weekend with uh, the boss's Hummer, and it's got the Duramax conversion. It's a super cool ride. Uh, but I was standing there at the car show with all these classic cars, and I forget how little gas guys know about diesels. Like you don't know how many guys had bad ass classic cars like totally cool fucking whips here and they're like oh so uh yeah but what's this thing get for fuel mileage with those tires on there i'm like what the fuck are you talking you're driving a sixty thousand dollar fucking camaro from 1970 something like you care about fuel you don't care about fuel mileage what the fuck are we talking about but like gas guys they just have no absolutely no clue one guy asked me and i was like i don't know i think like normal driving it probably gets like 15 to 18 miles the gallon he's like oh so you must have re-geared it huh what the fuck are you talking about, old man? Like they just—they have no clue. They have absolutely no clue. So I do love the idea of you rolling up in in a quad cab long bed, fiberglass cowl induction hood, fiberglass bed, and them being like, "Yeah, but uh, does it roll coal?" You're like, "Shut, shut the fuck up. Let's race." <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, it's gonna be fun. You know, the crazy thing is, is uh, last year at ATC, you got to do that hundred mile street drive. And I have this 10-gallon fuel cell on it now, and I was scared. I was like, holy shit, this is not going to be enough. <laughs> so we, so, so Cody, went with, Cody went with me because he was prepared to climb out the sliding back glass and fill it up in the bed of the truck while we were going. So we took fuel just in case to do that. Um But the crazy thing is we drove the whole event, and we didn't fill anything, so we just didn't stop. And we got back to the event, and we put three gallons in it to top it off. Oh, wow. That means we drove 100 miles on three fucking gallons. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. It's the most unbelievable deal on some 400% over-injectors. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's run through your current build. What? you're going to be putting it back together. So I assume you've got everything spec'd out as far as what turbos, what injectors, what yes. pumps. You said you're doing the, the deck-plated enforcer. Is that right? Yeah, so we'll have a uh, enforcer deck-plate motor going in there. Everything else is going to stay the same. We have enough air and fuel to, you know, shoot to the stars. We have the uh, we have 400% XRG injectors on two XRG 14 mil race pumps. Um, we're running the, uh, the air dog 5g 220, uh, I believe I think that's the biggest one I have the 220, um, which is keeping up just great. We've got two mega jets of nitrous. Um, we have a spool jet. We have the S 480 T four on the manifold, the Garrett G 55 106 on the atmosphere. Um, we're going to move to a second gen, uh, 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 intercooler and radiator. Cause right now we're running that fourth gen on the bottom. So when we do the deck plate, we're going to switch it out. So pretty much going to be a second gen, everything inside of a 
fourth gen truck, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we have the uh, 840, the, we did the 849 ECM swap. Unfortunately, we have no more heater, heater air inside the truck. That went away. No, no, it can't be a daily driver anymore. Minor details. It's, uh, yes, I know, I know. But And then after that, hopefully, eventually, once we get the motor back in, I am going to put the stereo back in. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers, but this thing has the loudest stereo that goes in it. Um, I've just done so many modifications, I, and it's always down that I never have any time to take it back to audio before the race. But this year, I will. I love it. I love it. Okay. UCC on the books for sure this year. Uh, All truck challenge going to, going to try to make it. Is that right? No, I mean, through hell or high water, I will be there. (laughs) Broken or not. Uh, Five cylinders or six. You don't give a shit. She's going to run. Yes. Yes. I'm going to send it at ATC for sure. I love that. I've, I've I've got I've got the turbo piping set up to be installed the third week of uh, October. They'll need a full. It's literally going to get done with piping and get loaded on the trailer to go out of town. <laughs> with no with no with no prep time, but it's cool. I've driven this thing plenty of times. It's it'll be okay. It's it's a setup you're comfortable with. So as long as everything comes together the way it should, you should just be able to jump in it. You, you know what to expect out of these chargers. You know what to expect out of the spool jets. You're feeling like, hey, I can go there and I can kick some ass. Right, right. Okay. Are, we're we're going to make it happen. Are you are you one of these guys that's chasing the 3,000 number? Now that Ziegler and Patterson have hit it, um, are you going after it too? Well, I don't really care to. I mean, it'd be cool to maybe one day get to it. You know, I've got – I've got some big jets where I'm pretty sure I can get close to that mark. Because um, we put the .250s or the .225s in there when we hit that big number at Firepunk. And LeVon was saying that was enough nitrous to be about 1,000 to 1,100 horsepower in nitrous. And we hit sixteen or 1,700 in fuel and then hit that nitrous. But his dyno won't read all the power that it's it's putting down kind of like ziegler ziegler made 2197 on that dyno and uh and then on the same setup goes to ucc and hits 3300 on the super flow we were excited to see that number because levon thought we were going to be close to the 25 2600 mark with those in there right um but you know we just we 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 didn't want to blow up our spare motor so you know, we kept it conservative. Um, kept it conservative. What did so, you come in to make horsepower at, at UCC? Uh, U, UCC, I kept it conservative. We did 1,800. I kept it under 2,000. But I was going to say we have bigger nitrous jets that we can put in there, the, 0. 0.32, the 0.325s, and I think those are going to get me close to that 28 to 3,000 horsepower threshold. And... I mean, we'll we'll see. I just know once I hit that, just more shit's gonna break. And I'm kind of <laughs> at a point where I'm kind of at a point where I want it to stay together. You know, I want to hit these big numbers and just whatever it is, it is. And I want to stay together. And I want to just, you know, I want to compete. I don't know. I, the downtime, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, waiting on parts, waiting on motors, waiting on machine shops. Once those big components go out, it doesn't matter if 
people are behind you or not. It's just a waiting game. Yeah, that is the tough spot is once you're into this horsepower range. By the way, 1,800 horsepower used to put you in, like, the top three, top four for UCC Dino. Now that lands you middle of the pack. Like, you know, Easy. if you're not over 2,000, it's, it's a joke, right? Um, so it's kind of crazy to see how fast this sport is evolving and who's going to keep up with the evolution of the sport, right? There's a point right. where time and money become your restrictions where it doesn't matter if you have a shop or you have a roofing business or whatever you're into at some point you're like this is real money this is real time can i keep dumping it into the truck so i love the idea of like trying to find that happy spot of hey this is what i do with the truck and this is how i know to keep it safe do you think you'll find yourself getting more into like just racing brackets at your local track or do you like doing the travel to the big national events so I love the national events because that's really what got me definitely loving the sport is watching UCC, watching the diesel power challenge, seeing those guys out there, you know, just dreaming, God, I want to be there. And, you know, now we are here. But, man, I really want to be able to hit those high numbers, but I want to dial it back and I really want to run the 6-7 class and just – you know, knock Landon Miller out of his uh, his king spot. Hello, <laughs> just, just just getting Landon if you're listening. Uh, you know, but he's he's a badass in that class. But you know, with the six seven class, I know I'm. I, I know it'll have power if I wanted to turn it up and go race cash days. I know I can run a six seven class in that and keep it together without putting so much through it and all the stress. Because we all know, no matter what it is, when you're putting that much power through the truck and, and hitting those, man, you're just, you're making every component on their week. No matter if you're built or not, something's going to happen eventually. Yeah. And is that why you like the no prep events that much is because you kind of just jump into it knowing something's going to break and kind of problem solving your way through the event to place wherever you're going to be? Man, I'm more or less like the no prep just because it was less official you know, it was a guy out there with a flashlight instead of a tree. And and you've got, you know, some guys out there who think they can race that may not know how to race. And it's just, you know, it's just funny what you go up against. And it's just, it makes it, it makes it more fun, to be honest with you, just because the not knowing uh, of looking over, you never know what's under that hood. It could be, it could be one of the, one of the worst, one of the worst looking vehicles ever. And, have something stellar under the hood yeah yeah no it, it is that that sleeper uh approach is really a big part of that no prep life right? those are my favorite builds yeah. honestly yeah yeah when it's just it's ugly ratted out rotted out yep. you're like oh yeah let's see it yep i want to see the rust through, through the fenders <laughs> yeah. and, and you know that's what that's what i kind of originally you know built my truck to be on the streets is you know a little sleeper truck it was big and lifted and had some power. Um, I just kind of lost realm of that and just hit a full send. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you completely lost touch with reality with this build. This is it's out of control. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. it's 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 fun. It's it, it's fun. In the end of the day, that's really what it's all that matters. Is I'm not really out there to have first place trophies, win a bunch of money. I am literally just in it. Like this is awesome. This is fun. Dude, I have a truck that does over 2,000 horsepower. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
You sound like me trying to explain explain diesel performance to my mom. Like, mom, it's got over two thousand horsepower. You just, it's cool. Just trust exactly. me, it's cool. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, Robbie, I'm so excited to see you compete. I know we're definitely going to be watching everything that's going on with All Truck Challenge. Uh, it's, I think it's a really cool event. I'm really glad to hear that you're committed to being there. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to before we let you go? Man, I just want to, uh, you know, give shout out to my regular people who's always there grinding. You know, my wife, uh, Cody Gilbert uh, at, at Barry Knuckle Diesel. Uh, you know, the Firepunk team who's always there that's, you know, helping, hopping in on the truck, helping tuning on the fly. Barry Knuckle always being there, making sure the truck's running, going down the track at all times. You know, they, they put their blood, sweat, and tears into that truck. It, it's truly amazing what they do. Team RKG Racing, what, what? Yeah, we made a little name this year, Team RKG Racing. We logoed everything out, made some shirts. It's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, we have a couple sponsors we picked up this year. I want to thank them. We have uh, XRG Performance, D&J Precision. Uh, I believe we picked up JTX uh, Forged Wheels as a sponsor, too. So I want to give them a little shout-out there. And, and uh, man, hope to uh, hope everybody follows and watches this truck as it comes along. And, you know, we're – we're going to be at the top spots here pretty soon, for sure. Well, you just heard it from the from the king of fuck it, send it. That was Robbie Garcia. Thank you so much for joining us today, Robbie. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. We have enough nitrous to send that motherfucker to the moon. Um <laughs>